Validation. Who are you looking to for validation? Let's talk about that today. Welcome to Love, Honor, Obey, a podcast for wives to get rid of your BS. I started the social media platform of Love, Honor, Obey back in 2018. And in early 2019, the enemy was really starting to get at me with looking at the numbers, the number of followers that I had, the number of people that were engaging, the number of people that were liking a post. See, during that time, the spirit of rejection hung on me frequently, and the enemy used it to take my eyes off of Jesus and for me to look elsewhere for validation. Now, on Instagram, I have about 2,600 followers, which, I mean, it's it's a pretty good number. It's not a blue check number by any means, um, but it's an okay number. On this podcast, I just looked at the statistics and it's been listened to 1,240 times in about three months. Now, I don't share those numbers for bragging, but I share them to give you hope in a couple of different ways. Okay, so it's 2019 and I had started on Instagram, LHO, and I was so excited because I shared this page raw. Like I just started putting content out there and engaging with people that we had, you know, like-minded thoughts. And I watched just the page grow with, you know, five people um, followed me one day. And then the next day, you know, another five. And then I had great engagement and I watched that number slowly rise. And then it kind of hovered at 150 people. And I got so sad, like the enemy used that to like get at my thinker and just be just be like, no one likes you, your page is stupid, you know, all those things. And during that time, I had met a woman, Michelle, and she was so precious to me. And I had uh, sent her a direct message. And I told her with true transparency and honesty of how Instagram was just getting to me because I was starting to look at the likes rather than the reason of why I was doing it. And Michelle, in all her gentle, kind love, these are the these are the numbers that she shared with me. And they've always given me hope. And they've always given me, yeah, that's why I do it. So she told me that the 150 people that I had, that's a decent-sized church. And then she told me that engaging with 40 people, that's the size of a small church. There's a lot of small churches, especially here in the South, that they have like 30 or 40 people in the congregation. And then she said the early five followers, that's the number of a woman's small group. That aren't we always blessed when we're talking to five other women around a table and we can really be intimate with each other and we can really grow together? I'll forever be grateful for Michelle taking the time and walking through those numbers with me and just really encouraging me in that way. And, you know, I think about it now and what is truly the goal The goal is to change the life of one person. So if that one person is sitting at our dining room table with me, I pray that I can minister to her in a way that she can feel the love of Jesus on her life and her marriage. I pray that if through social media, that one person, that one post changes somebody, that that helps them. 
I pray that through this podcast, if there's one woman that's listening to it and never thought about scripture that way, or never thought about treating her husband that way, or never thought about what a godly wife really looks like, I pray that this ministry changes them. I pray that through this ministry, their hearts and minds are opened. I pray that through this ministry that they are feeling the desire to be in their word and in the word of God. That's when the Holy Spirit will really speak to us and really minister to us and oftentimes show us exactly what it is that we need to change about ourselves. It's through that when I went to my um, <laughs> went to my knees and I fell to the feet of Jesus and I said, Lord, help me because it was either fall at his feet or I was going to go into a deep depression. It was through that and I was doing a word study on direction and trust and security that he revealed to me pride and, pride and control. And that has forever changed my life. So that's my prayer is that we can always be focused on who one person is, that we can show them more of Jesus. You know, Jesus focused on individuals. How about the thief on the cross in Luke 23, 43? The other thief, he's kind of mocking Jesus and Jesus didn't even acknowledge him. No, instead he looked at the other thief and he offered him into the kingdom that day with him. In Matthew 18, 12, We see how the shepherd leaves the sheep, the 99 sheep for the one. That's that's what we should always be doing. If we have 99 followers, people that listen to us, and they're strong in their faith, but there's one that's wandering away, it's okay to leave those 99 to seek after the one. An individual healing. Look at the woman that touched the hem of Jesus's garment. He felt that power go out of him because of the one person. And the woman at the well, uh, one of my favorite scriptures ever. In John 4, 4, it talks about how Jesus knew he needed to go through Samaria. He changed his course by the Holy Spirit's directing to help that woman at the well. I wanted to add into this episode my review of a recent book launch that I was part of and all the behind the scenes that really go on with that. So this book was written by a woman that was uh, a former or is a New York Times bestselling author. Yet as I was involved in this book launch, I was like, is it really though? Like in order for her to get to New York Times bestseller, Is it just because people just bought the book or did the book launch tactics help her to get there? My goal when I agreed to um, be part of the book launch was to read the book for tips to share with wives as far as homemaking goes. So I started the book launch. I had to pre-order the book and get this. The book was $30 through Amazon and there was over 300 people on the book launch So right there, look at the math on it. 300 people times 30 is $9,000. Even if she got royalties of like 60%, that would be $5,400 that she received in royalties. Now I know like she has a lot of overhead with a book launch and a publisher and all that. However, I thought that was a little interesting. I thought being part of a book launch, like I would be given a free copy of the book. 
Um, so there's a private Facebook group telling us how to share content on social media. There was screenshots available and we were told to read um, the book and share screenshots with like quotes and stuff. And the funny thing is my friend that follows me on Instagram, I shared my stuff in my stories and she said that literally in my Instagram stories, it looked like, you know, Carrie, Carrie sharing her life, Carrie sharing something about being a submissive wife. And then all of a sudden it was like a commercial break. And here's Carrie showing the book that she's reading. <laughs> I didn't like that very much. So there was also incentives uh, for the likes and shares that we did on social media with Amazon gift cards. She was going to do drawings for Amazon gift cards for an incentive. And the more likes and shares that we gave through our social media pages, those were entries in the drawing for the Amazon gift cards. We also had a Zoom call with the author. It was an hour-long Zoom call one evening, and it really didn't um, result in much. Uh, I kind of wish that I had left my um, place card screen up, you know, so I, I wasn't live on it. And uh, I could just listen to it rather than sitting there watching because... It just, I don't know, it just didn't pan out for me. And then we were also told to share um, our book review on at least five different platforms, Target, Amazon, Goodreads, things like that, uh, to, you know, boost the popularity of the book. And I know that this is all done for a book launch, and I know that there's a method behind it. Yet I really wanted to share to you today and to really drive home that don't look at like the big authors and that they're New York Times bestsellers. Don't be intimidated by them if you want to try something new. See, it's in our own validation that we could be thinking, I could never be like them. I could never, you know, write a book that could make it to the New York Times bestseller. You have to remember that these big social media accounts, that they all had a humble start too. They started somewhere that had five people and then 10 people and then it's it's not what it seems either. And that's why I wanted to share with you the background behind the scenes of this book launch. Because going into this book launch, I had a totally different view of it. I thought I was, you know, going to read it and I was going to share um, a review and that was kind of it. I didn't know that there was all those kind of hidden indu induendos in there that increased the popularity of the book. Because truly when we do something, don't we want Jesus, don't we want the Holy Spirit to be the one to push the ministry through, to push the efforts of the thing forward? Be like Jesus and reach for the one. Reach for the one person that needs to hear the song that you can sing, the book that you can write, that can get moved by the thing that you can paint or draw. Be like Jesus who focused on the one, the thief at the cross, the lost sheep, the woman that touched his hem and he felt his power leave him. The woman at the well that's so desperately broken and hurting. When we're reaching for the one and our focus is to help that one person so that they can grow closer to Christ, it helps with our own validation See, the spirit of rejection was so heavy on me at times. It was then that my eyes went off of Jesus. I was more focused on the feeling that I was having of not being validated by others. And that feeling was consuming me. 
So one night we're in worship at church and I really had that spirit rejection heavy on me. And I remember during worship just praying and crying out to the Lord. And ever so clearly I heard him inside of me. It wasn't audible. I will validate you. And it was a stern reprimand from my Abba Father. And it really set me straight. Like literally during my worship, I was like, Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I hear you. And I felt it in that moment that all I needed to do was look at Jesus for my validation. Look to him. Look to God, the creator of everything around me, that he would be the one to say, job well done, good and faithful servant. Make God be the person that you seek first for validation. And after God, escape to the arms of your husband. Escape to him for just that hug that you need, that prayer that you need. See, when your BS is removed, your husband will easily want to validate you. Before submission, you pushed your husband away. And you, he, he, you didn't think that you needed him to help you in any way. I don't even know if you sought God in before submission days. I sort of kind of did, but not regularly. Now, first I go to the Lord. First I go to the Word. First I go to prayer. First I seek Him in worship. And then second after that, I go to Mr. And I say to him, I need you right now. I started this episode saying that I wanted to give you hope. Hope in a couple of different ways. What's the hope I pray to encourage you with today? One, get your message out there. Your message is in your testimony. Your message is the thing that the Lord has brought you through. In my case, it was almost the dissolving of our marriage. But maybe your message is about the abortion you had or the divorce that you went through or a mental health concern that you had or a problem that you had with your parents. Whatever it is, sister, there's someone out there. There's one other person at least that needs to know the message of your testimony of how God got you through that very thing. Another thing of hope is to make Jesus your number one. Jesus is always our hope. And my hope is that you focus so much on Jesus fall so far head over heels in love with the Lord and have great reverence for him that everything else in your life that's trying to be a distraction, uh, that's trying to bring you down, that that easily falls to the wayside because you know Jesus validates you. And the final hope is don't be focused on how other people do it. God made you unique. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knew you before you even came out of your mother's womb. He made you unique and he wants to use you and the message that he brought you through. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Love, Honor, Obey podcast. I'm Carrie, and I'm so grateful for your time. Please tell a friend about us, whether she's single, married, or engaged, that woman who wants the best in her marriage. Be sure to subscribe and follow along. God bless.